Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Sometimes I think that's the only thing that's important, really, you know? It's just letting each other know we're here. Reminding each other that we're part of a larger self. You are the vanguard of knowledge and consciousness. A new wave in a vast ocean of possibilities. On the other side of that door, there's a world starving for new ideas, new leadership. I've been out there for 30 years. It can be rough out there, but that's okay. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. As someone who's done what you're about to go and do, I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. My choosing to free people from concern got me to the top of a mountain. Look where I am. Look what I get to do. It really is extraordinary to me. I did something that made people present their best selves to me wherever I go. We are the light that shines through. All else is just smoke and mirrors, distracting, but not truly compelling. I've often said that I wished people could realize all their dreams and wealth and fame and so that they could see that it's not where you're going to find your sense of completion. Like many of you, I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself until someone smarter than myself made me realize that there is nothing bigger than myself. My soul is not contained within the limits of my body. My body is contained within the limitlessness of my soul. One unified field of nothing, dancing for no particular reason, except maybe to comfort and entertain itself. As that shift happens in you, you won't be feeling the world, you'll be felt by it, you'll be embraced by it. The imagination is always manufacturing scenarios, both good and bad, and the ego tries to keep you trapped in the multiplex of the mind. Our eyes are not viewers, they are also projectors that are running a second story over the picture that we see in front of us all the time. Fear is writing that script, and the working title is, I'll never be enough. No matter what you gain, ego will not let you rest. It will tell you that you cannot stop until you've left an indelible mark on the earth, until you've achieved immortality. Relax and dream up a good life. Just about letting the universe know what you want and working toward it while letting go of how it comes to pass. Take a chance on faith. Not religion, but faith. Not hope, but faith. I don't believe in hope. Hope is a beggar. Hope walks through the fire and faith leaps over it. You are ready and able to do beautiful things in this world. It's our intention. Our intention is everything. Nothing happens on this planet without it. Not one single thing has ever been accomplished without intention. I was two people my whole life. I was in the living room entertaining people, being a monkey, you know, doing my thing for the company and and trying to relieve my mother who was suffering. 
She had uh, everything under the sun that was nagging at her, and she was depressed. And I wanted her to be free. And I wanted her to realize her life was worth something because she gave birth to someone who was worth something. And then I would go into my room and I would sit with a legal pad. <laughs> I was a little kid. And I would sit there and I would try to figure out what it meant, what it was all about. Why are we here? What is this? And one day I read something from Buddha that said that all spirituality is about relieving suffering. And I suddenly realized that's what I'm doing in the other room. And I'm aligned. My purpose is aligned with this. So I felt incredibly lucky. I lose sight of that all the time. I get caught up in different concerns and ego concerns. But I'm so lucky to be a part of this community and to do something that is of value. And I, I really cherish that. And we are all one thing. It really is true. Yeah, I would visualize having directors interested in me and people that I respected uh, saying, you know, I like your work or uh -huh. whatever that is. And uh, I would visualize things coming to me that I wanted or whatever. This and, was in uh, like 1987, 85? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and didn't I you... had nothing at that time. All it really was for me was kind of making me feel better. I would drive home and think, well, I do have these things. Uh, and they're out there. I just don't have a hold of them yet, but they're out there. I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered, and I gave myself five years, or three years, maybe, and, uh, and uh, I dated it Thanksgiving 1995, and I put it in my wallet, and I kept it there, and it deteriorated and deteriorated and stuff, and uh, just before Thanksgiving 1995, I found out that I was gonna make $10 million on Dumb and Dumber. Maybe. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Truman Show was, a, was a, a, another moment where I had to kind of deal with, uh, well, you're not allowed to do that, you know. You've presented yourself one way, yeah. and uh, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to convince people that uh, there's something more, mm -hmm. or that uh, they might want to see something different. But I've always believed, all the way along, I've believed that, that uh, it was about a spark. Right. It was about uh, who you are as a person. It's about your soul. Yeah. It's about not necessarily, I mean, you do what you do so well, but there is something about you that uh, is attractive to people in a way that uh, they, they want to sit and watch you for an hour and, and, and listen to you and, and listen to your insights. But there, it's about you mm -hmm. and who you are. What is it worth? That's what I've come to so many times in my career, in my life, is that I've said, the safe road is going to pay off. There are, there are many payoffs to it, but I can't be there. And, uh, and have my soul be on a completely different uh, track. I, I just, it's always worth losing yeah, to me. It is. It's always worth risking. If this other side of me is not a popular one in, uh, in the scheme of things, as far as uh, movie tickets go, then you know what? I'll, I'll find a way to sneak it in there. I'll make a plan. I will show myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I will find a way. And even if I'm not as popular, I, I will live in that area. I will, I will expand myself, you know? I started out with many, many desires as far as this business goes, and uh, I've so surpassed all of them, it's, uh, it, it's not as meaningful to me anymore. I really love the work itself. I've examined myself on several occasions, why am I really doing this? Am I doing this because I want to be famous? And I think there was an element to that when I started out. Sure. I wanted to be a rainmaker. I think I wasn't necessarily seen as much or as uh, intently as I wanted to be when I was a kid. I had a job 
at least in my own mind, and that was to make my mother feel better. Uh, she yeah. was uh, very ill in many ways, and uh, so it was to make her feel better. And I think ultimately, I imitated my father. He was a very funny guy. But also, I, I felt some need. I don't know whether they created it or I created it, but I felt the need to make them feel that their life was worthwhile that they did something special just by the very fact that they brought me into the world. Yeah. So from a very young age, I wanted to convince them that I was a miracle. And then I wanted to convince the world that I was a miracle. <laughs> you know, everybody's looking for bliss, you know, yeah. in some way or another. I think I've come to the realization lately that uh, bliss comes in waves. Everybody gets a certain amount of it. Yeah. <laughs> in between, it, 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 it's just it is, hard work yeah. being in this body. You know? And that it is the unwise person to expect bliss will be there all the time. Absolutely. But you look for it. You look for it and you wonder why you're off the beam all the time or mm. whatever. So I'm constantly examining myself. I probably do it too much. I've always overthought everything. My desire is my only problem in this world. Your appetite. My appetite, yeah, absolutely. Mm. To prove everything and to be everything. When you put some desire in the forefront of your life that everything else starts to suffer, uh, I, I understand that. I understand that because I've gone that way and then had to pull myself back, or whatever. But it's the yearning that can be something very positive, can create wonderful things when it makes you uh, negate your life and the people in your life, it, when it makes you bear false witness, you know, uh, and uh, sell somebody out. It's just not worth having, you know. That yearning is the tough part. The yearning to to kind of have that but not make it completely uh, consume you. I believe in the universe, I believe in the horn of plenty, I believe in cornucopia, you know, so I'm not afraid of Tom Cruise and what his movies do, and uh, I can enjoy it, and I can enjoy uh, Russell Crowe, because there is so much in the universe. We all, you know, can feed from it, and you know, there's it, enough for everybody. It, to risk being seen is the toughest thing in the world. We're all very shy people. You said something <laughs> about your parents that just fascinated me. At a certain point, they were just waiting for the end. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, absolutely lovely people, right? But kind of lost heart, you know. My father lost his job, and yeah. that, that hurt him a Attrition lot. Attrition of life had taken its toll. Yes, absolutely. And I think at a certain point, they weren't enjoying it anymore. Yeah. They weren't. They were just kind of waiting around. Uh, and I saw that early on, and I said, "No, I, I can't have that. I have to break that cycle." And I'm wary of it myself uh, about my motivations, about uh, my uh, allegiances, uh, about. Uh, uh, what I'm expressing in the world, uh, you know, just my day-to-day, -day, uh, you know, contact with people. The idea that, you know, if people come up to me and say, I love you, uh, you know, I, I try extra hard to give them energy, you know, to make it something that isn't about me. It's about them and this moment, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm constantly trying to figure out where I'm at and whether I'm, whether I'm uh, corrupting myself or, or not. Or I used to sit up there, you know, and open my arms and imagine a giant funnel of uh, of gifts coming would come right into the you. universe. Yes. Honestly, God, I, you could you know cut to me there. I'm like oh, like this, and uh, and if nothing else, it made me feel more positive about where I was. I, I drove down from Mulholland Drive every every night that I went up there, feeling that I was one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. I was doing wonderful work that made people happy. I owned all that. That was it. You know, I guess you know what I own when you think about it is is my faith. Yeah. That's what I own. That's about it. Some faith in the universe, faith in myself. Yeah, yeah. that's all oh, I have. Yeah. I'm just excited, really, about always changing, 
about crossing back and forth across the river and throwing the hounds off the trail. I, I love that. And if I feel like I've been figured out, boy, look out. I will become something completely different, you know. Might not want to become something completely different, but express something completely different. I always felt like if the world is going crazy, I'll be calm. And if, uh, and if they're calm, I'll be the one hanging off the chandelier. If you had a day where nobody would recognize you, I don't think I'd be that different, honestly. I dropped the whole trying to be something for somebody a long time ago, so I pretty much walk through the world except when I want to be funny or I want to do something outrageous. I don't have any trouble being myself, and I don't have any trouble saying no when I mean no. When, uh, I don't feel there is a you know, pressing uh, responsibility to please everyone. I'm not unkind to people. No. I love people. I would much prefer saying hello and who are you and what are you doing today than uh, giving a selfie yeah. because selfies stop the world. You know, they stop life. You then go <laughs> like yeah, that yeah. and it's going on Instagram uh, to give people a false sense of relevance. People talk about depression all the time. The difference between depression and sadness, sadness is just you know, from happenstance, whatever happened or didn't happen for you, or, you know, grief or whatever it is. And depression is your body saying, you know, I don't want to be this character anymore. I don't want to hold up this, this avatar that you've created in the world. It's too much for me. Deep rest. Your body needs to be depressed. Mm -hmm. It needs deep rest from the character that you've been trying to play. I act because I'm broken mm. Uh, mm. in a lot of pieces. Mm. And uh, acting gives me a chance to reconfigure those pieces into a thousand different things uh, that are positive for people to watch. Was there ever a moment where you first sort of realized, like, I want to be a performer. This is the thing that I want to do with my life. Uh, there was never any other choice. From the time I, that there was consciousness in the body, I was, uh, I was looking at a man named Percy, my dad, who was the most incredible character that you'd ever meet. If, if you met him for five minutes, you thought you knew him for 50 years. And he wrapped everyone that came into our house in stories and jokes. And uh, I became his calling at a certain yeah, yeah. point and he was always super behind me. But from the first time I can remember, him just lighting up the room, you know, and him just like wrapping everybody in a story or whatever and, and uh, going, oh, that's, that's the thing I want to do. You know, that's, that's what I want to be. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job and our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. You know, I watched the effect of my father's love and humor and how it altered the world around me. And I thought, that's something to do. That's something worth my time. It wasn't long before I started acting up. You know, people would come over to the house and they'd be greeted by a seven-year-old throwing himself down a large flight of stairs. <laughs> they would say, what happened? And I would say, I don't know. Let's check the replay. <laughs> I'd go back to the top of the stairs and come back down in slow motion. Now, fear is going to be a player in your life. But you get to decide how much. 
You can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here and the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. When I was about 28, after a decade as a professional comedian, I realized one night in LA that the purpose of my life had always been to free people from concern, just like my dad. The only one I hadn't freed was myself, and that's when my search for identity deepened. I wondered who I'd be without my fame. Who would I be if I said things that people didn't want to hear? Or if I defied their expectations of me? And that piece that we're after lies somewhere beyond personality, beyond the perception of others, beyond invention and disguise, even beyond effort itself. You can join the game, fight the wars, play with form all you want, but to find real peace, you have to let the armor go. Your need for acceptance can make you invisible in this world. Don't let anything stand in the way of the light that shines through this form. Risk being seen in all of your glory. Your job is not to figure out how it's gonna happen for you, but to open the door in your head. And when the door opens in real life, just walk through it. And don't worry if you miss your cue, because there's always doors opening. They keep opening. And when I say life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, I really don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm just making a conscious choice to perceive challenges as something beneficial so that I can deal with them in the most productive way. You'll come up with your own style. That's part of the fun. You are ready and able to do beautiful things in this world. And after you walk through those doors today, you will only ever have two choices, love or fear. Choose love and don't ever let fear turn you against your playful heart. What's happening right now inside everybody is they're going, who am I? And they're depressed. People go like, oh, Jim's been depressed and stuff. Well, yeah, I was depressed when I was trying to be the Wizard of Oz. But now I know that Oz is a character. You know, I think everybody deals with that. Everybody walks around and they go like, why am I depressed? Well, it's because you're trying to be something for the world, you know? And as soon as you let that go, better things happen because they're just happening. Right? It's not, uh, you know, now it's just sadness. You know, sadness comes, happiness comes. It's the weather that flies by in the sky. It doesn't sit on you long enough to drown you. A few months ago, I woke up and I suddenly got it. I understood suddenly how thought was just an illusory thing and how thought is responsible for, if not all, most of the suffering we experience. And then I suddenly felt like I was looking at these thoughts from another perspective. And I wondered, who is it that's aware that I'm thinking? And suddenly I was thrown into this expansive, amazing feeling of freedom from myself, from my problems. You know, when I go to sleep at night, I'm not just a guy going to sleep. I'm two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey going to get some well-needed shut-eye. 
And when I dream, I don't just dream any old dream. No, sir. I dream about being three-time Golden Globe winning actor Jim Carrey. Because then I would be enough. It would finally be true. And I could stop this, this terrible search. For what I know ultimately won't fulfill me.